Hi there, and welcome to episode 34 of the Smart English Coach podcast, the podcast which helps you get to advanced English level fast. In this episode, should you make goals for your English? And should those goals be SMART goals? If you're a fan of SMART goals, then this episode might surprise you. You've probably already heard of SMART goals. They're very popular in personal development and in management. And SMART is an acronym, so each letter stands for something. So the S in SMART stands for specific. A SMART goal is a specific goal. You say exactly what you want to achieve. The M in SMART stands for measurable. So a SMART goal can be measured. You can decide if you have reached the goal. The A in SMART goals means achievable. So a SMART goal can be achieved. You have the skills or resources to actually reach the goal. The R in SMART goal means relevant. So this goal has to be useful for you. And the T in SMART stands for time bound. That means that you have a deadline to reach the goal. But the thing about SMART goals is that they can also be controversial. Some people think that SMART goals don't bring you success. So why is that? The main reason is that SMART goals can be too specific. So you can end up focusing on one thing rather than on the bigger picture. An example of this is you say, I'm going to learn 10 new words every week, or I'm going to get band eight in my IELTS exam. There are three main problems with having very specific goals. Firstly, they can cause you stress. If you don't achieve your goal, then you can feel like a failure. The second problem with a very specific goal is that you focus just on that one thing. So when you reach your goal, you can think, oh, okay, I've done that. I don't need to do anything else. So your goal can even limit you for further progress. And then the third problem is that you can have too many of these SMART goals. It's a bit like having a to-do list when you have a list of things that you need to do on that day. If you're like me, you do the easiest or the quickest things on your list so that you can then cross them off. But these aren't always the most important things that you need to do. So what can you do instead of SMART goals? The first thing is to forget about a specific goal and instead focus on what we call the bigger picture. So don't say, oh, I'm going to pass IELTS with band eight, or I'm going to get my C1 exam with an A grade. Instead, think about the bigger picture. For example, I'm learning English because I want to feel more confident in meetings, or I'm concentrating on increasing my vocabulary so I can speak with more sophistication. This is less of a specific goal and more of an intention. And then the next thing, work out how these bigger picture goals relate to what you want from your English. How does it help you in your personal or professional life? Because this is what's important. This is what's going to motivate you. So if you say, I want to speak better English, why? Because it will make me feel more confident in job interviews. 
or because it helps me to travel and enjoy my time abroad? If you say, I want a greater vocabulary, why? Because I want to express myself in English with the same level of complexity and sophistication as I can in my first language. I want a greater vocabulary so that I can have more interesting conversations and more rewarding professional relationships. I think it's really important to think about your why, why you're motivated to learn English. The second thing you can do is to create habits. Now I've talked about the importance of a growth mindset. This is the belief that you can grow and improve over time. So if there is something you want to achieve this year, focus on what it will take for you to get there. What habits can you create? Do you need a daily study plan? Will you set yourself a little milestones along the way? Will you decide you're going to talk in English five times a week and so on? Another thing that's important is to plan for the times that you will have challenges because you'll always have some sort of challenge. What will you do if your study plan fails? Will you have lazy days when you can do nothing and still feel that you are on track? How does English fit in with everything else that you need to do? You know, things that you need to do around the house or your work or looking after children or parents, your social life and so on. Then the third and final thing that you need to do instead of a SMART goal is to think about what you have and the things that you no longer need. To make your life simpler, delete what you don't need or the things that don't help. Get rid of apps or subscriptions that you don't use. Don't visit websites that aren't helpful for you anymore. Don't spend your time on activities which aren't useful for you or your goals. And then think about the resources that you will need but maybe don't have yet. Do you need to get a teacher or a coach? Do you need to use some books? Do you need more time? Do you need to find people to practice with? All these things might be your first goal before you can get to your main goal. By the way, if you need to speak English with other people, so if speaking better English is one of your bigger picture goals, then I can really recommend joining the English Fluency Club. We meet a few times every month and we talk about all sorts of things and it gives you practice speaking and listening to other people. You can get all the information on my page, which is smartenglishcoach.com slash fluency and I'll put this link in the show notes for you. I'd be really interested to hear about your big picture goals, your intentions for English. Feel free to email me and let me know what you want to get from English this year. In the next episode we're going to talk about things that you can learn quickly in English and the things which take more time. So if you think that you've been getting stuck in English, this episode will definitely help you. Thanks for listening and speak soon.